growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Well, hello there, beautiful. So my question for you today is, do you have leverage in your beauty business? And that is what we're going to be talking about, how to get more leverage. And the idea of leverage is that you're able to maximize your time, your money, your resources, and actually level up. And today I'm helping you with getting more time and money, which is the two things that we all need. We look at leveraging because we want to scale our beauty business, right? And you need to know and be mindful of the areas that you can leverage, like your time, your money, and your brand awareness for more exposure to get new clients, right? What do you do to leverage your resources to grow your business? And is this kind of a new concept to you? If your beauty business is about to open, you might have had clients that were scheduled back in March or April when you had to close down. And you might also have clients on your schedule for May or June. And how do you balance both of those? So How do you balance the clients that have been waiting for months to see you as well as the clients that are currently scheduled, right? Talking about expectations and really managing that. And I think the fact that you're going to have increased expenses, you might have to charge a little bit of an extra fee because the PPE, right? Your personal protection equipment is the cost is going to go up. Your cost of masks, your cost of gowns. In some states, they are requiring beauty businesses, anything from like hairstylists, permanent makeup artists and estheticians to have drapes for the client. So that means obviously, you know, you just need to order some more drapes, but then also do laundry. For a lot of permanent makeup artists, laundry is not an option because things have to be disposable one-time use, right? Because of infection control and exposure. So we have to think of all of these things. Like, you know, normally we just protect ourselves, but are we having to put drapes over our clients? And if so, what's the extra cost of that? And you might say, well, I'm not going to pass that charge on to my clients or, or for you that might feel like nickeling and diming your clients. But I think that, you know, right now, there is an expectation that things are going to change, that things are not going to go back to business as usual. So it is okay, in my opinion, to say to your clients, you know, these are the extra costs that I have incurred. And, you know, we're trying to make this a very safe and extra sanitary environment. 
right? An extra clean environment and protect everyone. And so these are the costs. And again, I think to me, if you lose a client over $10 or $5 PPE upcharge, then that really wasn't a good client to begin with. And you could even, we talked about this last week, have little things that you build into the service. So for example, you could actually have a mask because you need to think about this. So what if a client comes in without a mask? You know, there in some states, it's required to have a mask in any public grocery store or spa or things like that. But what if they come in without a mask? Will you turn them away? Will you sell them a mask? Maybe in that $5 PPE upcharge, you give them a mask, right? You have outsourced some maybe fabric masks that only cost you $3 and then included in the $10 charge. So again, we have to think about all of these things in a way that serves our client, right? And actually helps our beauty business. Now, the next thing that we want to talk about is, again, talking about leveraging your time and money. So first, let's talk about money. And then we'll get into time, which to me is actually the bigger thing because money you can always get back, but you can make more of, but time, we all have the same 24 hours. So let's talk about leveraging your money. So there are the traditional ways of leveraging your money. You can obviously put it in stocks and make more, right? Compound interest in some IRAs and things like that, right? That's a way that your money actually grows, right? And so you're able to leverage that money over time. People will borrow money and then put it into real estate, like a rental income property, and then they can leverage their money. So their money is making more money. And actually it's borrowed money that's making more money. So that's a way of leveraging your money. But let's talk about leveraging your money in a beauty business. When we think about leveraging our money and time. And remember, we were just talking about scheduling and we have these clients that are on that were scheduled for March and April and fitting those back in. Listen, in my opinion, there's going to be a little bit of a rush, right? There'll be people that sit back and say, oh, I don't want to have my beauty services right now. And then there's going to be people that are going to be like, you know, you probably already have a few people that are already calling or knocking on the door. Like they're peeping through the window, like, are you in there? Are you open? You're just trying to clean and get ready, right? Some people are super ready. And so we need to think about, you know, how are we going to fit all of these people into our schedule and again, leverage our time and money without burning ourselves out, okay? Because of course you want to serve your clients and you want to grow your business, but It's not worth it if it costs you your health and your personal sanity, or if you're so exhausted that you can't then come home and be there for your family or really feel like you're enjoying your work and your day, right? Like there's times that we kind of have to sprint a little bit and put our nose to the grind, but in the reality, this is a long-term marathon, right? Owning a beauty business, if you're really wanting to have you know, a business that's sustainable, you have to really pace yourself. And so what I would suggest to you is something that I suggest to my students, and that is having a VIP day. So a VIP day, this might be that you now set up 
Saturdays, right? A day that is usually in demand, especially like a Saturday morning. I always had clients that would want to book in advance for a Saturday morning to kind of Saturday afternoon. They come in for that VIP day and there is a higher charge for that. And now you're thinking, what? Some of my clients are going to be upset that I'm now charging a little bit more. People pay more for access, okay? So there are many industries that do this, right? So you can see hair salons that you pay more to get that master stylist. So you pay more to get access to something. For me, like I can think of an example where we were taking our kids to Disney World, And this was a big vacation for us. Like, first of all, if you've ever been to Disney, you know, it costs you about an arm and a leg just to kind of get in the door. And so for me, I was like, listen, if we are going to be spending all of this money to get there, I want to make sure that our time is maximized, right? So we had the fast passes. So we paid a little bit more to get the fast pass, which if you're not familiar with that, that means that you kind of get to the front of the line in a certain window, right? And now they even have, Disney has an elite elite where you can pay, you basically get in front of the fast pass. Like they have a special cast member that comes and walks you to the front of every line. They navigate the park and make sure you can get to each ride that you want to get to and that you have enough time to do all the rides that you want to do. And So what that is, is that's an example of Pierce as well. I know it's crazy, right? So that is an example where people say, listen, if I have the money, I will pay to maximize my time, right? I will pay to get to the front of the line because it's important to me, right? So that seems crazy to you, but to other people, that just makes sense to them because you're already spending quite a bit of money, in my opinion, obviously that's relative, but in my opinion, you're already spending quite a bit of money to go to Disney. Now, we didn't do the elite elite, but we did spend more money to get the fast passes. And what the fast pass meant was that we could check on an app and we could see when the ride that we wanted to go to, like how long the wait was. So for example, that actually saved us time because imagine we want to go on Space Mountain, right? And we go all the way across the park, which might take you a good, you know, 20, 25 minutes sometimes or more to get across, you know, the way to get to that ride. And we get there and the ride is a two hour wait. Now, my kids are not going to want to wait. I got little kids. There's no way I can wait two hours for that ride. But with the fast pass, we were able to put our name electronically on a list, and then we would be able to go that ride at that time. And do you know how much time that saved us? We were able to actually do more rides in the day, right? And so we were able to get more done versus being able to get like three rides in a whole day. We were able to get a lot more and see a lot more. So for me, that was a good investment. So our family. So what I'm saying is how does that relate to your beauty business? right? Do you have a VIP fast pass? And I know you're thinking because we are servers, we like to make everyone look and feel good. And so sometimes that feels like, oh, but that's not fair. 
you know, sometimes business is not fair because we are not running charity. We are running a business and this is a new normal. And so we have to figure out a way to prioritize. Is it fair that they make everyone wear a mask in the grocery store? Is it fair that they make you wait to get into the store? You know, there were lines with tape, you know, you had to stand six feet apart. You know, no, it's not fair, but people just know that that is the new normal. So don't just think because in your mind, you're thinking, oh, but who would pay for that? Trust me, there are people that have access and means and time is more important and they will get in. I think I've told you guys before, but it's worth repeating because there's always new people watching that I used to have a client that would come from, still do, Washington, D.C. So she would take the train in to see me. She would stay in a hotel, so she'd make it like a weekend, a little getaway trip. And she, honest to God, hand to heaven, would pay me double. Like she would say to me, April, I'm going to pay you double. Now, do I think that she was a unicorn of a client? Yes. Okay. I've had other clients that have paid me extra and tipped really well, but not ones that regularly said, I'm going to pay you double. The reason she did that is because she knew that I would squeeze her in and I worked with her schedule because she was a VIP client, right? So that's just how it went. And whether that's fair or not, I don't know. You you have to really decide, right? That's a way to actually leverage your time and money. So VIP days. Guys, this is the way you grow your business. You Sometimes you try things. If it doesn't work, you just simply scratch it. If nobody picks up those VIP hours, then you can fit other people in there, right? But you give people the option, okay? Or you can just have your Saturday morning back. Like what a concept. (laughs) Or you work on marketing your business or something like that. You should always treat them all like VIP. Absolutely. That is a key concept for customer service. But when you are looking to leverage your time. Definitely this happens as you grow. I think when you're first starting your business, you're like, I'll just take anybody and everybody. Like you want every warm body. But then you start to realize as your business grows that that is not sustainable, right? You cannot keep doing it that way. You have to up level in terms of scaling. So that's when you start to raise your prices. That's when you have to do other things. Yeah, you can definitely have extra ways that you take care of them. I always believe that any way that you can level up your customer service, especially to get clients talking about how wonderful it was, that experience with you is perfect. Okay, so I'm just giving you some new ideas. So the other thing I want you to think about, so we talked about ways of leveraging your money. Now let's talk about ways of leveraging your time. When you are thinking about leveraging your time, look at the way that technology has helped us, right? Technology has really helped us leverage our time in a lot of ways. Obviously, there's the technology of GPS that saves us time, right? You don't have to pull out paper map to figure out where you're going. But there's an app called Waze. I think a lot of people know it, but I'll type it here in the comments. And it's W-A-Z-E, I believe. And Waze is an app that tells you where there's a traffic slowdown or where there might be a speed trap that's coming up or an accident. And so it saves you time when you're driving, okay? That is a great app that saves you time because if you are going to take this one way of getting to your destination and you find out that there's a 
two hour delay because there's an accident up ahead that saves you time. Okay. So we all have different apps. There's another app. It's called Toggle. I use this for my virtual assistants. They can track their time, but also if you're wanting to track your time in the day, if you're, you know, like, where did the day go? I was busy, but I don't know what I did. Toggle is a way of tracking your time. Now, we also can save time by texting and messaging. And even there's a new app called Voxer. Well, it's not new. It's been around for at least a year that I know of. And Voxer is really quick because you can just send somebody a voice memo and you don't have to get on a long conversation with them and you don't have to type it all out. And so voice memos are a great way to save time. Okay. This is, again, this example of how technology can save us time. So for your beauty business, what ways are you leveraging your time? Hopefully, fingers crossed, you guys are all doing some type of online scheduling, right? I know at the beginning, and again, this was, you know, over, I don't know, over a a decade ago when I started my business. And at first I wanted to be in control of everything. And so I was kind of old school and believe it or not, I was still doing everything by hand. I was like, oh, but I need to talk to that client to see how much time they need. And I need to just, you know, make sure they understand the procedure. And so I was literally still with the old school paper calendar. Every now and then I still talk to some of my students which is beauty professionals like yourself that like that paper calendar and are still doing it that way. And then once I talk to them, they say, finally convince them to go to electronic and do everything, you know, online, online scheduling. When they do it, they're like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do it sooner? So now let me tell you, first of all, just to let you know, if you haven't done an online scheduling, what's interesting to know about your online scheduling is if you have a really good program, It's a small fee and yet it will save you so much time because you will see that a lot of people actually book after hours, right? So they book at 8 p.m. when your spa or salon is closed, right? After your office is closed. So your scheduling system will tell you how many people booked, like they remembered it at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, I need to book it. And if they tried to call you, they might forget in the daytime because they're busy. But if they can go online and look at their calendar, it's so much easier for them. Right. So look at ways that the other thing about when you have an online scheduling system, you can then have that connected to an email provider. So you can send them newsletters about specials and keep updating them and, you know, keep nurturing those clients. There's so many benefits that come with having an online scheduling system. You can send them reminders before their appointment so that they don't forget. All of this is convenience and people like that. They like that little reminder. They like knowing that you are thinking about them, right? The other thing is some of the online systems, scheduling systems also will send them a little aftercare sheet as a reminder. Here's your aftercare. I really enjoyed seeing you. And it will also have a place that says, we appreciate reviews. If you can go online and leave a review on Yelp or Facebook, and it will have a link to those things, right? And that's super important for building social proof. In today's world, well, first of all, social proof has always been important, but even more so in today's world, because we kind of have an inherent distrust of advertisers. So when we see social proof, when we see all of the reviews, people follow the masses. My coach likes to say people follow the masses and sometimes the M is silent. 
let that soak in for a moment. There are a few apps that do that. I'm talking about scheduling apps, Acuity, Schedulista. The idea is this is saving you time, right? This is leveraging your time because you're not having to get on the phone with those clients. Lots of scheduling tools out there and they can be as low as 10 to $20 a month. And let me just tell you that $20 is going to save you so much time overall. Think about what you can do with that time. Think about all of the ways that you can get more clients in the doors. That's the real key. Again, that is the way to actually leverage your time. So we're talking about ways to leverage your time and money. And that is the way that you grow your business, right? That is the way to scale your business because you only have so much time and sometimes you only really have so much money. So we talked about you can use other people's money, right? A loan from the bank and put it into investments, you know, such as real estate and an online, an IRA, things like that. And then you get compound interest and you get money back. And that's a way of leveraging your money. We've talked about technology and we talked about having a VIP day to leverage your time and money to get paid more for your time because some people will pay for that access to you, okay? And ways that you can do that. We talked about ways that we use technology and sometimes technology, there's a little bit of a learning curve, so we resist it. But again, when you take the time to learn it, it's gonna save you so much time. So let's talk about some other ways to leverage your time. Look at, for example, hiring a virtual assistant. Now, you guys have heard me talk about my team of virtual assistants who are lifesavers to me. I just love them so much. Now, my virtual assistants, I have a few and they're in the Philippines. And so the cost of living there is a lot less than the cost of living here. And so for $5 an hour, they can make a really nice, have extra income for their family to do other things. And so that $5 an hour to schedule my social media posts and things like that. I'm still able to write them. It's still in my voice, but they're able to schedule it and create graphics and things like that. That is such a good investment because it saves me so much time. Where do you find a virtual assistant? So you can look at Upworks. You can look at phonline.com. You can look at Fiverr. So you could start small. So if you're like, I don't know if I can hire somebody to consistently pay them, but I might just want to pay somebody for three to five hours a week. And you can go to Fiverr, the whole idea of Fiverr. The concept of Fiverr is that it's just $5 right? Now you can pay them more for extra projects. Like I've had people design a logo for me for $15. And then, you know, it starts at five. And then if you want like vector and you want extra things like that, if you want re extra revisions, then you can add another $10 or $15 or you can do extra things, right? I've had great success with that. I think with anything with hiring a VA, the important thing to know is that you need a process. We have, there's some videos on that in the Beauty Marketing Content Club because you need a process, right? You need a process, a system for hiring people. You need to know how you're going to communicate with those people. I think that's one of the things. Otherwise, you think, okay, I'm just going to grab somebody and they're going to be my knight in shining armor. I'm going to give them this huge list and, or you think that they're a mind reader, <laughs> 
and they're going to know what to do. You just hire the wrong person. You know, I always say with virtual assistants, sometimes it's like kissing a few frogs, right? Till you find the prince, like finding the right person. You have to have a system in place so that they can excel, right? You have to have a system so that they are able to have success. And so knowing your expectations and your communications and all of that is important. But that is a perfect example of how to leverage your time, right? And that is thinking outside of the box. So sometimes people will say to me, April, but I can't afford a virtual assistant. And now I'll tell you this all said with love, obviously, if you are barely able to pay your bills, then you're right. You cannot afford a virtual assistant. But sometimes we have to make an investment. It's not an expense. It's an investment when it is bringing money back into the business. Because if you don't leverage your time and have somebody help you with these things, you'll never be able to really get off of that hamster wheel right? And when I say hamster wheel, you will continue to do all of the things. Basically, sometimes I see beauty professionals, even though they own their own business, they just bought themselves a job. Okay. And I say that with love because I have been there. I was the one doing all the things on a hamster wheel and never able to get more money or more time until I had to look at ways to invest money, right? Like they say, it takes money to make money, use money, leverage it to get more time to then get more money, right? So that I could focus on areas where I could be making more money. You can't grow a business if you're worried, if you're spending hours and hours on, you know, how to create a logo, right? There's somebody that can do that way faster way better. You know, I'm guessing that making a logo is not your area of expertise, right? And even if it is, that's not a high money-making revenue generating activity for you, right? It's actually doing the beauty services. Instead of spending months updating your website, you can find somebody that can go in and in a few hours do what would take you a week or two weeks or more to do right? So that's a way of thinking about leveraging your time. So the other thing that we have, as you guys know, in the Beauty Marketing Content Club, um, which by the way, I'm not promoting that. It's not even open right now. We've closed that for enrollment, but just letting you know that we, in that club, we have done for you graphics. We have customizable captions for social media. We have ways of, we do it for you. So that leverages your time. Okay. So you see how that is a way that, you know, you're spending a little bit of money. It's a little over a dollar a day, but it's saving you all of these hours because, you know, we've done most of the work for you. So looking for ways to leverage your time, looking for ways in your business. I always say, if there is something in my business that I'm doing consistently and I do it repeatedly and it's not really something that I enjoy, that I need to have a system for that so that I can either do it quicker or I can leverage it and outsource it, right? So like I said, an example would be social media. So if you document the process of maybe how you set up for a client. You're like, yeah, I know how I do that. But sometimes you don't even realize that there is a mental strain every time you have to think about that process, 
right? So just having a list down, that's the same reason why pilots go through a checklist of setting up the plane and checking all the controls. Do they know what to do? Yes, but they have that checklist so that nothing gets forgotten. And it also takes away that mental strain. So they're able to just go down their list and say, okay, this is how I do it. And that is called having a system, right? These systems are going to not only save you stress, but save you time. So that is the way to leverage your time. Okay. So then you can just do it so much faster, or you can hand that list off to somebody else and they can do it for you, right? You can get an assistant. We've talked about this before, get an assistant that comes in and sets up or follows up with your clients or whatever that might be. So my question to you is how can you leverage your time for greater results? I want you to really think about that today. And what is it costing you to keep doing things the same way? Sometimes we get stuck in, well, it works and it's good. And if you've heard the expression, good can be the enemy of great, right? So there are ways that you can actually be leveraging your money, as we talked about before, leveraging your time so that you can do more with your time and get more back. And there's also ways of leveraging your exposure. Now, we're not going to talk about leveraging your exposure and brand awareness today. I think I'm going to save that for a special episode because it's a little bit juicy. Anything that I'm telling you guys is something that I'm also doing in my own life. I'm always saying like, what is this costing me? right? And I even have these conversations with my kids. There's always a trade-off. Like if you do this, there's always a consequence and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. You know, yesterday, my daughter wanted me to practice her roller skating around the neighborhood on the little sidewalks and stuff like that. And I was really wanting to get this project done. And but I didn't want to miss that time with her. And there was only so many daylight hours before it gets dark. And then I had to make dinner and things like that. And so I shut down what I needed to do. And I wanted to have that time with her. And I was really present to be with her, holding her, helping her roller skate. And then later that night at about I think it was like nine o'clock before I put them in bed, I then had to do that project. (laughs) Okay. So You might've said that was a consequence. Like later I had to do it when, you know, I was really tired, but there's always choosing one thing and therefore you're not choosing the other. And it was important for me to choose that time with my daughter and something has to be rearranged. So in your business, you are choosing things. And sometimes we choose it, to be honest, we choose it out of fear because we're afraid of change. We're like afraid to try something new, to leverage other people's knowledge. Like I would rather pay someone to speed up the process and learn what they learned, like pay them for their knowledge so that I don't have to learn it all the hard way. That's where I'm at right now. But I've had to do a lot of mindset work to work through the idea of this, a lot of scarcity mindset where I believe that, oh, I don't, I can't afford that, or that's costing me money instead of looking at it like an investment that's bringing money back and bringing time back into my life. So I've had to do a lot of work through that because, you know, my parents, as I've told you, my mom was on welfare when she first had me and for many years and worked at the welfare office and my parents filed bankruptcy 
when I was a teenager. And so I had a lot of, and still do have some money mindset issues, some stories about money and, and things that I'm kind of working through. So I'm always looking at how I can grow my business and leverage my time and money. So that's what I want you to think about. What is it costing you? Because as we said, there's always trade-offs and, and what, you know, what shifts, what mental shifts do you need to make? And again, what's holding you back? Because a lot of times it's fear that's holding us back, right? And then, you know, my favorite question to ask you is always, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And what would you do right, in your beauty business? What action steps would you take? Yeah, that's what I wanted to share with you guys. Again, just look at your beauty business. Whether you decide to have a VIP day, whether you decide to do online scheduling, use other apps, maybe get a virtual assistant, think about ways that you can leverage your time and money. Because even though it might cost you more time to learn that technology or more money up front, in the long run, and remember, this is a long game, right? You're having your business sustainability. You are going to get there so much faster. And when I talk to beauty bosses and even people outside of the beauty industry, like entrepreneurs that are seven-figure, eight-figure earners, and I say that not to say that it's about money, but just to say that they've had business success, they say, you know, one of the things is they wish they would have gotten started sooner and they wish they would have made certain investments in their business. You know, I know I bootstrapped my business. I wish I would have invested sooner in my business in certain ways to get that leverage. Okay, guys, thank you so much as always for being with me here today. Hopefully you got some value out of this. I always think about before I create these uh, and kind of script out what I want to say, I always think, how can I bring value to you? My prayer is always like, Lord, let me bring value to them. So the real work comes in the doing. So hopefully you will, you found value and you're going to find something that you're going to do and sharing is caring. So I totally love if you would sprinkle this around the internet. Talk to you soon. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about and also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.